0: Could find you My name is Mike Seibert, and I was a friend of Sean's. And if you are listening to this podcast, then I would imagine you are one of two people. Um, either your friends or family of Sean's, or you're a regular listener of my podcast. Now, if you are a regular listener of Mike Seibert Radio, Uh, then you've heard some of this audio previously during my coverage of the first two episodes of Star Wars Ahsoka uh, back in August. But I wanted to present the audio from this episode again specifically for folks who had a connection to Sean. And I I wanted to present an opportunity for folks to hear his voice. And um, maybe I wanted the opportunity to uh, hear his voice as well. Um, because uh, Star Wars, as you well know, uh, was one of Sean's favorite things to talk about and to get uh, really super nerdy and and geeky about. It it was it, it was his uh one of his favorite things. And I, I think it's funny because uh the other night uh one of my coworkers had said um Sean never had a bad thing to say about anybody, except for the people who ruined Star Wars. And of course that 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 joke brought the the house down and um and, and it was great because it was it's very true. He had, uh, he had very strong opinions about the trajectory of the, uh, Star Wars franchise. Uh, but, it, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, our friend, uh, Sean McBee, uh, unexpectedly passed away last week. He, um, was a coworker. Uh, he was, he was my coworker here in Seattle. Um, lending his incredible talent to our production department of the three radio stations making up Lotus Seattle Corp., uh, those being KNWN Northwest News Radio, uh, Star 101.5 KPLZ, and Talk Radio 570 KVI, where where I work. Uh, Sean's work was impeccable, and I... Enjoyed working with him on various projects. You know, trying to to workshop the the right amount of sound effects or drops that that needed to go into a uh, segment intro. Um, I didn't work with him uh, on commercials. That's that's more uh, sales side. Um, but he uh, he he was so funny and so creative, and always found a way to toss in an, an extra joke or some kind of reference that we didn't even ask for. Um, and, and that was always the cherry on top of what would always be an already terrific, uh, production piece. Um, but, but that that's work stuff more than that though. Sean was my buddy. Um, Sean was my friend um, he, he would always make it a point to come over to my desk, uh, every single day I saw him, uh, for, for a fist bump and a pat on the shoulder and he gave the best hugs. Um, and he had a great handshake. Give me five good ones. He, uh, uh he, he, he would often say, uh, for, for, uh, before giving me a, a terrific, uh, handshake. Um, and it was so funny too, because like, you know, we, we would have, uh, different kinds of fist bumps, you know, some is just like a, you know, run and gun type of fist bump, you know, just kind of like grab it, grab it and go other times it'd be a more lingering and then you would pull it back and blow it up. It was, it, it, it was very contingent on, uh, on, on what was, what was going on, uh, that day, but he would always make it a point to stop by my studio and say goodbye uh, before he would leave uh, for the day, every day. And we bonded over being uh, cat lovers. We're, we're a pair of cat dads. And I remember when his cat Gary passed away and I was so glad that I I could be there for him because I I knew it hit him uh, so hard and I think i would I, w- I would like to believe that he and I had a a special bond um because i I know he was he was very tender and vul- vulnerable with me uh during that and and I think I think that's when we became bonded forever um after that because Often like, you know, you know, times would get occasionally rough at the office, you know, you know, regular workplace stuff, but, uh, uh, go home and give those kitties some extra loves. You know, he would tell me, you know, give them extra pets. I love them. You know, we, we would sit there and, and like, uh, show each other pictures on our phones and I would show him pictures of our cats, uh, Mr. Tater and Missy, uh, respectively and, you know, I could, ju- I could just see his heart melt and he's like, I love them. That, that, that's one of my favorite, uh, Sean lines, just, just a very simple, very de- just, I love them. <laughs> it, uh, uh, really sticks with me, but, uh, but Sean was also my movie buddy and we would go to the movies together, uh, fairly often. Uh, sometimes it would be for, uh, media press screenings, you know, some advanced screenings before the movie came out, uh, you know, for work, uh, for, for the radio station. Uh, but then sometimes it would just be regular showings too. Um, he, uh, he was amongst that deep crew when we went to go see Godzilla minus one. Um, and I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that in previous episodes of my podcast and other movie reviews, I've, Referenced my buddy from work, and um, I do have a couple buddies from work, but more often than not, especially with movies, uh, my buddy from work was Sean. Um, I uh, it, it's sometimes a challenge for me to kind of keep my independent podcast that I do as a hobby separate from the work that I do for work for the radio station because um, it's it shades of doing the same thing, you know, the, the, the work is very, very similar. So sometimes there is a certain degree of insulation and being vague, like, uh you know, uh, I guess what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't often refer to uh Sean by name. And I, I feel like there, there, there was also a, uh, looking to have a, a degree of separation as well. Um, I, I think Sean was pretty good about, uh, keeping things uh, compartmentalized, uh, uh, very similar uh, to myself. but um but with the movies, and i I, I will never forget this, and it, it it takes on so much different um meaning and significance now,, uh, because the last movie that we saw together was actually uh, Aquaman Two, uh, just after the holidays. Uh, we had missed the press screening. Uh, so we had decided to go the following week, uh, just the two of us, um, and we went to go catch Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom and 3 in 3D. and and, and we had we had a blast. Uh, Sean was so excited for this goofy movie. Um, he absolutely loved that aggressively silly movie. Um, and his enthusiasm must have rubbed off on me as well because I I had a terrific time uh, with it as well. but more than that, I I had a great time uh, with my friend Sean. Um, prior to going to the movie, um, we, uh, we, we got uh, we got some grub over at a wing stop and he insisted that he buy dinner for me. He he, uh, uh, he did that often. Um, with so many folks, you know, um, he was, uh, he was so generous and, you know, I, I, I would offer to, to split with him And he's like, he, he's like, no, no, I, I, I invited you. You're, you are my guest. Uh, you know, please let me, uh, you know, you'll let me pay. And at that point it's, it, it's rude not to, but, uh, we're in this, uh, we're in this wingstop and, uh they happened to be playing Star 101.5 um over the radio in the restaurant. And, you know, in between the songs, it goes to a commercial break. And within this, the, this commercial break, there were no fewer than two different commercials that uh that Sean had voiced. And I, I was so happy just to Uh, You know, because like, you know, we hear this stuff at work all the time, you know, through through speakers and headphones and things like that. But I don't I don't listen to our radio stations when I'm not working because it's work. Um, But it, it was it was really cool to hear that in a completely different context with with Sean sitting across from me. And I couldn't help myself. I do this thing where I just start pointing at my dude, Sean, like, like he is like King of the mountain. I'm like, you know, it's like, do you know who this guy is? Do you hear that voice on the radio right now? That's, that's him. That that's him, ladies and gentlemen. Um, which he just, he would just cut chuckle and wave his hands. And, uh, I, 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 I think I made him blush a little bit, but, um, uh, but but that 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 moment meant so much to me, just because it's you know it was just fun. It was friendship. Um. I miss him. I. I miss him dearly and gravely, and I already miss the conversations uh, that we used to have about nerdy, geeky stuff. Um, or like, like the videos he would show me, you know, he was on Instagram all the time, um, or, or just being present. Like there was a, there was a particular corner of our lunchroom that he would kind of come in and occupy. And, you know, he, he, he would almost always be there when I came to work and he'd be like, you know, my man. How you doing, buddy? You know, and, and, and again, ready, um, ready with a fist bump, uh, asking how your day is going, uh, endless enthusiasm, uh, always complimentary. Like, you know, he, he, he took interest like in, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, my outfits or, you know, my shoes or, um, he's like, is that a new shirt? Um, cause that, that color looks really good on you. You know, he was, uh. Again, he, he was just a... He was just a, a big sweetheart. And... He was a great friend. Um, he was warm and kind. Um, a, a gentle person who... Would go out of his way to make sure you're doing okay. Even if there were times that, that he was struggling himself. Um... He uh, he he was there for me so many times when I was having a rough day. and And yeah, you know, th- there would be times we get to we get to uh, sip the tea, spill the tea, um, and and engage in a little bit of office gossip, you know, because I mean a, a, you know, it, it's an office environment. Um, you know our our radio station environment is just like any other office environment. you know th- there's there's politics, there's gossip. Um and, and there's, you know, no shortage of stuff to talk about if you want to get catty. But with Sean, it was it, he was never malicious even when he was frustrated or stressed. Um he I mean that that was Sean. He uh he was just a sweet, genuine guy. He he was the real deal. Um he's the kind of nice guy we all wish we could be uh, the kind that I wish I could be. Uh, He, he was just so um, uh, sincere. Like, like, like there was nothing, there was nothing fake about it. And, 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 and I, I remember hearing at times when like folks, uh, sometimes, sometimes when, when you encounter people, that are so genuinely nice and sweet, you don't you don't know how to handle it. Like like you think it might be like, you know, disingenuous or something, but but that wasn't Sean. I mean, again, it, it's as as jaded and as cynical as this world is, our friend Sean was just that nice. That's the reality of it always had a smile on his face. And I think we could all learn a lesson in sweetness and kindness from Sean. Um, When I heard Sean had passed, um, obviously it goes without saying, but I, I, uh, I, I was just devastated. I, I know you're devastated as, as well and um, I've I've lost friends and I've lost family um, over the years. you know you don't get to be 45 years old without having experienced some loss. Um, but this one hurts. This one really hurts. Um, because Sean was one of the good ones and he left us way too soon um my heart goes out to you, you know to to his family, his friends. I I can't imagine what you're going through right now because I know what I'm going through right now um but, I have found a great deal of comfort in uh, going to Sean's page out on Facebook and seeing just the outpouring of love and kind words. Um, As I'm recording this uh, now, uh, 80 people have, uh, um, have written on Sean's Timeline and it means a lot when someone can touch so many lives and to see variations of the same feelings posted over and over and over again by a variety of different folks um because it's a cross-section it's it's family it's it's friends it's it's childhood friends it's new friends it's uh it's fans of his radio show um old coworkers um uh, uh, up and down the gambit but we're all saying the same things uh talking about uh the the kindness of his heart um his creativity his humor his smile his laugh uh, oh my god his laugh like uh i i think there's you, you'll hear it in the in the review audio, I'm going to share with you. But like one one of my very favorite things is like when you would get Sean just right, like like right in the funny bone, and like instead of like a a big bellowing laugh, of, of which he did, and it was incredibly infectious. But like my favorite thing is when you would get him, and he would just do a singular ha, you know, it's just like that one deep uh ha just like I, I I think that's that's one of the things I, I I will remember most um about my interactions with Sean but um you know the 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 love for his passions his friends and uh a, and of course the Asian cuisine um he and I uh hit, hit up a, a couple different uh spots you know we we would get a Thai um occasionally. And there, there was this place he had discovered, um, here in Seattle called hurry curry. And (laughs) I don't know, there's just something, there's just something funny about the name hurry curry, but like he would come in with like, you know, his, his bag. I don't remember if he would go or if he would get DoorDash or whatever. And it's like, Oh, got yourself some hurry curry there. And he's like, yeah, man, so good. (laughs) Um, but you know, it was, it, it was also, um, his positivity was contagious. And you couldn't not smile uh being around Sean. Uh he was he was a, a a beacon of light and a generous spirit. And the the thing that really uh touched me was um seeing folks talk about uh being inspired uh uh by Sean. You know, uh, some of the uh, listeners of his radio show, you know, some of his old fans from back in the day, you know, would would post on his timeline saying, like, you know, you helped me get through some really hard times. And that's that was Sean. You know, I I, I think I'm sure he's been there for us in um, any number of ways and any number of times. Um, and I would like to think that we're all better for knowing Sean, for, um, him being a part of our lives because people like him, you know, again, like, you know, that, that are genuinely like true and pure and good and nice and sweet, those kind of people are, are rare in this world. Um, a real treasure and (laughs) of, um, of the souls I have encountered in my travels, um, his really, truly was the most human. And, um, you know, I, I know we're going to be talking about star Wars here in a minute, but, um, I had to throw in a little trek in there. I, I learned, um, uh, fairly recently that that um um that that Sean had some love in his heart for Star Trek as well. He was he wasn't he wasn't a full trekker, but um, you know, he uh, he he had watched some episodes back in the day and I remembered it fondly. But um something my coworker had uh had said. Um he had said on, on the radio, actually, um, and, and he's, a, he's a deeply religious uh, uh, person. Um, and he said, when someone is taken so young, it's because God wanted him there. And I'd like to think that God wanted his buddy Sean back for the same reason that um, that we miss our buddy. Now... I'm not particularly religious um, or especially spiritual myself but I would like to believe that that's the case that um that God needed his buddy Sean with him and um, uh, I would suppose when uh when when heaven needed a terrific production guy and a... Um, a hot rocking, flame throwin DJ. Um, he knew the right guy for the job. So I I agree that um he must have wanted uh, Sean back the same reason that uh that that we miss him. Uh, but I would like to hope that each of us would take just a little bit of the spirit of what Sean was with us and maybe, maybe just put a little more kindness out into the world. And I truly feel that if all of us do that, maybe, just maybe, we'll make up for a fraction of what Sean put into the world every single day. Um, so now uh with uh with all of that being said, um I would like to play for you uh some audio. Uh this is a conversation I had with Sean uh back in August, uh where we talked about the first two episodes of the Ahsoka show on uh Disney Plus. Uh I, I hope you enjoy it because um uh, aside from having this opportunity to hear from Sean again. It was also just a really fun conversation. Again, I I really enjoyed uh, talking with the guy. And um, uh, I I will have a few parting words on the other side um, of this conversation. And I do want to let you know that um, for (sighs) – for for listeners of my podcast uh this is the uh, this audio is unedited basically it's from the, from beginning uh to end um so so there's going to be gaps in conversation i i think even at one point like the motion sensor uh light turns off in the studio um so so that's part of the conversation and um so it's it's not tight and bright like a podcast because that's not the point of uh, uh, why why I'm presenting this uh, for you. Because it was just a, a natural conversation between me and my, my friend Sean um, as it happened. Uh, so with that, um, let's go to a galaxy far, far away uh, with me and Sean McBee. And our review of Star Wars Ahsoka. Well, hey, welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host, and we just got done watching the first two episodes, the, the epic. Two episode premiere of the brand new Star Wars show. Of course, we're talking about Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Um, but I, I mentioned we and I wanted to get some like really hot takes, uh, hot off the vinyl, as you will, because we literally just just finished watching it. But um, I, I am here uh, in the studio. And joining me, I've uh, you know every once in a while I talk about like oh my buddy at work this oh my buddy at work that that buddy uh, is me yeah exactly so yes yeah, so so joining me is uh is is my buddy Sean aka my buddy from work uh, how you doing my friend I'm I'm excellent right now I'm feeling real good I'm Star Wars up yeah man I mean so yeah so we just we just sat through two hours of Ashika goodness. Um, so what the first episode was like 56 minutes and the other one was like 46 or something like that. Yeah, it was a good long stretch of Star Wars hefty, sizable, substantive episodes. Um, so, yeah, so I figured like, I mean, we were we were talking a little bit like over the closing credits of the of the second episode. And I was just like, hey, man, let's go cast some pods while well, it's like, while well, it's like, you know, it's super, super fresh. But yeah. um, I guess be, before we kind of get, get into like the scorching hottest of takes. So, um, you know, it's, it's podcast. It's a, it's an audio medium. We can't necessarily see, but what I do know and that listeners can't see is that you wear your star Wars fandom on your sleeve, literally. Right. So right. I think to say that you're a fan is uh would be an understatement. Now here at,
1: at our, in, at our pl- in that sense, you mean like I literally have Star Wars tattoos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was, right, I'm trying
0: right, right. to be cheeky and fun, but uh, maybe I'm a little rummy from all the all, all the uh, Ahsoka action. But I, I guess my question to start with is: you know, uh, we've been on like the, this Disney Plus Star Wars journey for for a while. Um, highs and lows. Yeah, there's been highs and and there's definitely been some lows. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I guess one of the things I, I want to start with is kind of what what kind of baggage did you have coming into this Ahsoka show? Like you know we we've had like all the seasons of Mando. We had Obi Wan. We had you know uh, what whatever the hell else. Yeah, I've slogged through all
1: the all the Mando episodes through all the Obi Wan, which again was a highs and lows. Mm-hmm. You know, big on the highs and lows, like the 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 fight with Darth Vader, high high, a, a very high high for me. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the show, kind of kind of a low low. Right. Uh, the book of Boba Fett has some interesting moments in it, but yeah. all in all, like the the median score on something like that, not that high. Right. Like, first couple episodes, or excuse me, first couple seasons of Mando, and even into this into this third season, I was I was a pretty happy camper for the most part. Yeah. I can, shut my brain off easily and just enjoy some Star Wars but um you know I've of the Star Wars shows that I've seen I think what we just saw was
0: very good yeah for me oh yeah yeah no I I totally agree I really enjoyed it and I so some of the baggage that I I brought into Ahsoka is like um I'm I'm not the hugest fan of her character, meaning and it's just because it's my lack of uh time with her. Like I wasn't into Clone Wars. It was like and it's interesting to to think about it from this perspective. Like Clone Wars came out in like two thousand eight. So Yeah, and it, I was I was we were both already grown men. Exactly by the time that's out. So going
1: through a, a kid's show mm-hmm. that was on what, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or something like that?
0: Uh Disney, I think it was on, no, it's, fuck, maybe it was Cartoon Network. I don't remember. But anyway, it's like, it, it, I, I was thinking of Rebels for a sec. That, Who that has was, the time is all I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. And, and I wasn't at a spot in that time where that was content that I wanted to engage with. Right, because there's so much of it. Right, and so I wasn't on that journey with Ahsoka through Clone Wars. Um, so, I mean, obviously I knew of her as a character. And, you know, I, I had seen her in other spots. But for me, um, I had decided, and I, I don't remember what what drove this decision, but, like, when Star Wars Rebels came around, and that was on the Disney XD, I had decided, and I think we're we're in the Disney era, so this is, like, right around the time of, like, Force Awakens. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give this a day in court. And I liked it quite a lot because, like, the animation style was still stylized, but different than what Clone Wars was like like the animation aesthetic of Clone Wars also kind of put me off yeah kind of kind of like that like, you know wooden figure type of type of, of aesthetic whereas rebels seemed a little more straightforward um, but I I like the time period of it uh, because it's I don't remember I, I think it like splits the difference between um, revenge of the Sith and New Hope. I think it's like it's I think it's like right at that 10 year mark. If if not maybe a little closer to New Hope. I don't I don't remember, but um but I, I was really taken by it. I really liked the characters and I um especially liked the character of Sabine who is Mandalorian. And this was at a time where fans of the FET were kind of short on content. So you give me like a uh punk rock teenager graffiti artist running around with dual pistols and and uh, and Mandalorian armor I am there for that. So Right,
1: and now we've had so much you know exposure to Mandalorians and so much exposure to their you know what their culture is mm-hmm. and just everything about them, you know people running around running around saying, you know this is the way. This is the
0: way. Yeah, 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 and all the, all that. So, um, so and and so, like I said, I, I was more of a fan of Rebels than uh, Clone Wars, and then of course we pick up in Mandalorian where we meet Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, and when it was announced that there was going to be an Ahsoka show, it's like, sure, shrug, you know, it's like I I'm like sure I'll I'll watch it, and as we saw more of the trailers. It's like, wait a second. This seems more of a sequel to Rebels than it does a sequel to Clone Wars. And for me, at least, I was into that. So it's like, you know, as we were just watching, there there was a handful of references that were popping off that I was like, huh, you know, just just a lot of like little things. So I guess one one of my questions for you, Sean, is not having watched Rebels and maybe just kind of like knowing some of like the the um, larger plot points or maybe like, like the, the larger breaststrokes.
1: Um, yeah. Cause I, I've just seen a bunch of YouTube videos about, you know, like the time travel part, the, uh-huh. you know uh, you know, I've seen Obi-Wan take on Maul. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, various bits and pieces and, you know, Ezra, Ezra make his, his, his move and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's like, I, I've seen that. And I've seen some, Moments of Thrawn too, mm-hmm. so I understand the importance of Thrawn. But your point about how this seems more of a uh, more of a sequel to Rebels mm-hmm. is only uh, I think bolstered after you watch the first two episodes yeah. because it's like almost Ahsoka in in name only. Like yeah. there's there's so much that goes on in these first two episodes that really is just a continuation of everyone around Ahsoka. Right. Like you, you get a good amount of her, but her dialogue is not overwhelming. It's like the people around her have more dialogue and, and it's like, she's sort of the linchpin to which all these people are interacting in in this universe around her. But, but the focus isn't always on her. Mm And, and, and I think it's great. I'm I'm yeah. about it because you know if, if if you like Book of Boba Fett did this a little too much, yeah. Where they were like just zoomed in on Boba Fett and they took away some of the mystery of how he is and what he's doing and you know his motivations behind stuff, yeah. And they got too into the into like what motivated him when that was already well explained. So it yeah. was like. They were kind of beating a dead horse. But at this point, they're telling a new story, which thank God. You know, because yeah. we, we've we've been over old ground a lot in, so much. in some of these in some of these series. Like Obi-Wan, you know, that show is 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 a, a product that we've we already know the outcome of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We already know his end game. So like right. retreading some of his past doesn't serve didn't serve his character. Yeah. Retreading some of Boba Fett's past didn't serve his character right. because there was a mystery, a mystique about him. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a point where we're moving forward with the story of Ahsoka and all the people around her. Yeah. And it's compelling.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh one of the things that that you had uh, uh mentioned to me while we were watching is that you know it, it's got like a game of thrones vibe to it.
1: Yeah the 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 intro the intro certainly felt like a, a very Game of Thrones intro because yeah. it shows you the the places that they're going, and it shows you a d- direct lines to like, you know, kind of kind of what's going on, and yeah. has a little bit of that Game of Thrones sort of intro music vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit stylized, also. Yeah, and that it, it's not showing you people; it's like showing you, you know, how Game of Thrones would show you houses. Oh yeah, they would show you houses sort of <laughs> do, rise. Do, do, do,
0: do, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, th- I mean, th- that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm digging. I'm digging what they're putting down so far, man. A lot about it is is great because they can they can expand on on more characters than just like that micro micro focus on Ahsoka. Yeah, that like deep deep di- dive on her on a character who you know is they've already done a lot with her. She already has a a past, and it's like. You don't need to. You don't need to like hone in on on what like break down the mystery of Ahsoka for me. No, no, no. Yeah. Show me more of her world. Right. Don't don't take away the allure and the mystery of what makes Ahsoka Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Show me more of her world. Let let me let me see her interact with the this Star Wars world around her, and that will tell you that will tell excuse me that will tell you more about who she is. Yeah. Than you doing a, a, a clumsy hand hand ham-handed hand dive into into why she does things the way she does them
0: yeah yeah it, it's interesting to explore um i i I was kind of interested when, when, when we first started watching it um it, it starts with a scroll yeah and we haven't seen a proper scroll not to be confused with scroll from like the the marvel universe or secret invasion not not those kinds of scrolls no natural. but a big scroll, wall of text yeah wall of text red text too i'm like oh this is freaking metal man and yeah it was kind of interesting to kind of get back to that vibe but different because like it's you know it's not the triumphant music the text is red the music is foreboding. So I thought it was it, it was interesting to kind of start it off with that feel. Yeah, and 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 that had a very New Hope feel to it, also. Sure,
1: because you you start with that text crawl, and then instantly the music is gone. Mm-hmm. You're met, met with space sounds, yeah, and then giant ship flying by, mm-hmm. and you're on on board with uh, you know a bunch of. What what seems like kind of buttoned up uh, imperial people, but they're rebels. You know, right, right, new, new,
0: new New republicans. Yeah, yeah, new republicans, not not to be confused with actual new republicans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Lol. Um, Who who get of course murdered instantly? These uh um yeah it's it's yeah the ship captain's like I'm
1: calling their bluff. I think you might have, you may have zigged when you should have zagged, my friend. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But I, I like the idea of having mysterious, new, not quite Jedi, not quite Sith uh, type of thing. Like, um, you know, Ray Stevenson, R.I.P. is uh, is terrific. I as, agree. As that dude, I mean, just and that majestic beard too. My God, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just has like a, a a quiet, gravelly gravitas to him. Just just a magnetism that, and he doesn't he doesn't
1: seem evil, right? You know, like in there's a there's a line in Lord of the Rings where somebody's like, "The enemy would look fair and feel foul," mm. and he doesn't he doesn't he I guess he does that. He he seems. Yeah. And doesn't feel quite as foul Mm -hmm. as, as like the, the, the lady that he goes in and rescues immediately at the front. Right. You know, who we saw in, in that episode of um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. She was the one who had the, the Beskar spear and was, had Uh taken over that town. Yep. And she seems like the, like she's the evil, the evil one between them. And he's just a person who's, Who's executing, uh, sort of like a, a plan of his own, but it it doesn't have that that yeah. chaotic evil or like
0: lawful evil sort of sort yeah. of feel to it. Yeah, I like that, and and it was interesting because I I kind of misread the early goings of it because he almost comes across as as more mercenary. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, well, we're just kind of getting paid. But as things go along, you can tell that there's more to it than that. And then somewhere along the way, like halfway through like the first episode, I clocked that the apprentice actually has like a Padawan braid. I'm just like, oh, shoot. Well, that's interesting.
1: And he keeps referring to a lot a lot of Jedi things. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't talk about the Sith. He doesn't talk about his like he the, that he was he has some sort of like sith lean or sith upbringing it's like he clearly was a jedi at some point Mm -hmm. and he's either discovered that things are grayer than than what we think or that he's gone a little to the dark side right Or, or maybe not even dark side but like like that things are not as black and white right as as the world has always told you know learners of the
0: force right yeah, maybe like a true gray Jedi. Yeah, not not unlike Ahsoka in a way.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, maybe because I mean
0: she left the order, um, you know, rocking the the white sabers, where whereas this dude is is I I love the look of the orange blade yeah. because like you can tell especially when the Inquisitor dude shows up that that is a decidedly different shade of red and their blades are obviously orange which I, I i i'm sure there's something to that, that that we'll find out as we go but like
1: yeah cuz what's the ye- yellow blade is like guardian or something yeah, like
0: that yeah yeah so yeah and, and i i don't know if i've heard of orange before so it's maybe it's maybe something that's um new created for these characters and that's why i like this era of star wars and i think that's why it's kind of been settled on is now like the Mando era era, for lack of a better term, kind of like five years after Return of the Jedi is kind of where Disney seems to have settled on. OK, well, this is the prime timeline. You know, the sequels are kind of in the far flung future. Um, but I I think it's so uh, Some someday to be retconned.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those sequels may or may not still happen. Dude, who, I, who, who I'm telling know?
1: you, they've already dealt with time. And they're going to they're going to branch off at some point and be like,
0: and those
1: didn't happen. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: But but there's so much storytelling possibility here. Yeah. Yeah, there are, yeah. you know, and because it's, you know, as, as we saw with like the, you know, like the at at the shipyards and stuff, it's not so much that like, oh, the good guys won and now the bad guys are gone. It's it like you were saying, it's it's shades of gray. There's no black and white. Um, and it, it was interesting to see that this, the shipyard was, you know, employed by, a, or, uh, was, uh, uh, worked by, you know, ex Imperials. And it's like, well, as long as they're getting paid, it's fine. But turns out it's not, yeah. I was, I was really kind of surprised at that because I, I think that made it that, that kind of undercut the point that they made earlier where like it's in the real world, people aren't like good or evil. You know, all of us are just trying to like, you know, get by at our jobs. It's like, oh well, there's evil people working here. It's like it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So I kind of yeah. like having that 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 just kind of hang there. But no, it turns out they're just they're just straight up evil.
1: Yeah, those quote unquote evil people that you see working somewhere, yeah. they have bills to pay. Yeah, they have families that love them. Right. You know what I mean? There's there's gray all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it also underlies some underlines something that you see. In Andor, yeah, where that shift of of people who were former Imperials are now working for this new Republic, yeah, and where does their allegiance land? Right. How does it land? How does it influence what they do in this new environment that they're uh-huh. in? And again, that's a that's a good dynamic to to want to like move forward with. Mm-hmm. I think because it it creates mystery and it creates like a sense of sort of unsureness about the, the people that they're dealing with because good, good stories you deal with, with people like that all the time. Yeah. You know, people who are not necessarily, we're the good guys. We're the bad guys. There's people in between all over and it makes for great storytelling. I think.
0: Absolutely. Well, and a couple places to go with that one the uh, one of the things that, that you had said to me while, while we were watching and I think even in between episodes is that the pacing for this show is just right. Yeah, I think so too. It moves it moves out a good clip, but it also takes its time.
1: <laughs> I, I confirm I my own, my own assessment of it. Yes,
0: I agree with that. Yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting too because like, um, I really liked Andor because I thought it was a welcome change of pace. It was more character driven. And there's like entire episodes where like nothing happened. And, and and I remember kind of getting into it with what, with one of our coworkers and he was, he was kind of huffing because it's like nothing happened. I'm like, yeah, nothing happened in this episode. What a delight, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I was, I was ready for that kind of change of pace. Um, I know Andor isn't everyone's cup of tea, but, what I've found with Ahsoka here is it kind of splits the difference. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's action and suspense and character building and, and character development, but it's not at a breakneck pace. It still takes its time to breathe. Yeah, and, and I think in, in those breaths also,
1: you get great cinematography and you get great shots, which... Like Andor had a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. it a lot of it was real gray and, yeah. and and a lot of it was which which it needed to be. I mean, it, it took place in a in a in a sterile new republic space. Yeah. A lot of it. Or it took place in, you know, the hills somewhere. Right. Where that were all kind of grayed out and like there weren't all these colorful, exciting places. Mm-hmm. But Ahsoka lets you take in a lot of these really beautiful Shots and they've really created something kind of gorgeous out of out of just some of the still shots. Yeah. The cinematography in it is great, and and much like your buddy that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I was not a I was not a big big one for Andor right. because I thought it didn't really have the 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 pacing that I liked in it. Yeah, like it moved a little too slow even for me. Mm-hmm, and those mm-hmm. episodes where stuff didn't happen, I was like. I, I waited a week for nothing to happen <laughs> yeah but yeah sure you know it's all part of all servicing a, 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 a bigger realization down the road and indoor is a fine um, a fine series yeah in its totality you know in, in 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 its scope but you know there were some kind of some low lows there for me too
0: right right and, and that's kind of the 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 interesting aspect of of waiting week to week for a show. Also, um, I I was kind of intrigued that they released both episodes of Ahsoka at the same time. Love
1: it. I feel like we got a movie and
0: now I'm ready for,
1: I'm ready for another slice of cake
0: next week. So, so they did it right then. I mean, they, they gave us the right portion of, of serving without being too much.
1: I'm, I'm gonna look up how many episodes there are too because I didn't I didn't think about that
0: i I am genuinely curious about that um about how many there are because I I'm afraid it's gonna be like a Kenobi thing where there's like six or like seven and we're like a third of the way through already
1: can I just say by the way I, I really wanted to put uh on on actual tape at some point uh-huh they should have made obi-wan just a movie yeah. Obi-Wan should have been just, or like three or four episodes or something, because they clearly stretched that that show un, in an
0: unneeded way, and it, it, it was sad. Threw a little too much uh, uh, stretching in there. Stretch that taffy a little too thin.
1: Eight episodes for Ahsoka. Oof. Only eight. We've already seen a quarter of the series. Wow. So we, uh, we have six more engagements.
0: Wow. With, with Ahsoka. So now it makes me want to savor it that much more. When when it when it comes around, it's like oh man. I hope they're going
1: to be good long episodes like like these were because they yeah. I don't I don't think they wasted a frame in any in any of what we saw so far.
0: No, not at all. Um, let's uh, let's kind of round out with like you know some of the the uh, highlights of like some of the performances. Like you know uh, Rosario Dawson as as Ahsoka is really good. Yeah. Um, I I did I did clock this while we were watching it though. It's like it seems half of her dialogue is heavy sigh. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a lot of <sighs> and and it didn't help because like we had the captions on also. So there's just so much where it's just closed captioning on the screen that just says you know sigh. She she's a bit stoic. Yeah,
1: but but she's she's doing she's doing a lot I think with her with her stoic nature. Rosario Dawson's yeah. doing. She's doing a lot with her 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 lack of dialogue and putting a lot of of emoting in her face mm-hmm. and is doing a good job of that. I I mean Mary Elizabeth Winstead without uh, without question yeah is doing great. I I, I
0: think as General uh, what what's her name uh, Sendula. she's. Herra. She's doing a damn good job. Yeah, and and that and that was a really cool character. And I don't I don't remember the original voice actor's name from Rebels, but like there was a part of me that was kind of bummed that that she didn't get the role for live action because like you, you look at a picture of her and she looks just like the animation model, um, you know, aside from like the green makeup and the 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 twi'lek uh, um, you know uh, tendrils and all that all that other stuff, but still. Um, I, I like this version also. Um, and it allows the character to kind of age up a little bit, um, you know, to be that like that, you know, veteran general yeah. uh, type of thing. And I don't have it in front of me, but like the the uh person playing um adult Sabine, I, I I'm really picking up on what she's putting down. Yeah, also. she's killing it, dude. She she's great. Um I, and, I and she she's really standing
1: out to me cuz mm-hmm. I thought I was going to watch this and I would be a little annoyed by by her just yeah. based on what I'd seen in uh in the clips of of Rebels or whatever yeah. but again we're talking about a few years down the road now mm-hmm. so everyone has had a chance to kind of mature and 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 mentally grow up yeah a little bit more and I and I certainly feel that from her cuz she has more nuanced you know, like thoughts and feelings about her relationships with other people. Yeah, more than more than I think, like younger Sabine did back for the uh, the Rebels episodes.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, that that's totally fair. And I I am I am embarrassed to say I did I I just didn't piece this together um, until we were watching the credits for episode one. But that uh that that mouthy robot is David Tennant. No, uh, it's not. Sure is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like so. I I was like, you know, I'm watching the first episode. And I'm just like, I'm like, there, there's something there. There's something there, and then like the credits go through, and I see David Tennant's name in the in the in the credits. I was just like, oh shoot, that's what it is. And so all now I can't shake it. So it's like going through the second episode. All I could all I could hear it. That's why they that's why they put so much of that wobble on his voice.
1: I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. Was because they wanted to. They didn't want you to be taken out of the moment by
0: David Tennant who has a pretty like recognizable very distinctive voice yeah, yeah. and and once you know it's there you kind of pick it up but yeah like you said between like the 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 warbling and the processing and stuff they kind of disguise it pretty well but even so it's a really good performance I I agree I I am here for uh for a a Kurt droid that that just like tells it like it is yeah he's he, he's snippy and he has some really
1: cutting lines in it yeah too. like good man good dry good writing,
0: bone dry man <laughs> i like it no chill mm. but but speaking of droids and like i said you know i i i, I have a great affection for rebels and I'm I'm glad to see my dude Chopper really getting some uh getting some quality screen time and I've always been uneasy with characters that make the jump from animation to live action because there there's something that's inherently lost in those two mediums and Chopper is a character from a cartoon yeah who does things like a cartoon character would that a live action character couldn't, but they figured out how to make it work. Like there's like this extra like swivel in his dome piece. So he can like, you know, mm-hmm. oscillate around and they retained his little arms and, you know, and he's incredibly expressive with them like beaten on the side of the ship. And, and uh, I, I really like Chopper because I just I don't know I I've I've got something for a, a cranky droid. I love cranky droids. Yeah, chop, Chopper is doing good. He's surly. Don't mess with his stuff though. Yeah, don't mess with his stuff don't exactly. his stuff, bro. exactly. But uh, but yeah, I mean I mean again like like we were saying, just I mean uh, a well performed, well written, well paced, well shot. I mean the show looks great. Yeah. Um, at a time where um, because of the technological advancements that we saw in Mandalorian, where like they're using the volume, um, some of the shows have not looked great. Like I remember Obi-Wan in particular kind of suffered from this, where it's like, it just, it looks cheap. And the production value on Ahsoka reminded me of some of the uh, set pieces and cinematography from Andor. Like where it's, mm. we're doing a lot of practical sets and we're doing a lot of practical items. Sure, there's a fair amount of CG as well. And th- there's a couple spots where, where you can kind of kind of tell, but at no time does it feel cheap. Yeah, Mando season three, we're looking at you. Exactly. And I was going <laughs> to say, it's like you, you look at the difference between... A uh, Mando season three that that had to have had some kind of rush job on on the production of it. Same thing with Book of Boba Fett that that felt very very cheap at and very like video looking like the, just the the overall look and aesthetic of it.
1: Yeah, at some point someone at, at Disney was like, "Look, whatever you guys need, we can get it done no matter the deadline."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then well. we saw. And and I think that's part of why I thought the Andor was so refreshing because I was like, oh my god, these the, these are real characters on real sets and real places and that kind of thing. And and that particular vibe and aesthetic has carried over into Ahsoka. It feels like they've been working on this for a long time, taking their time, and and the results are are stellar. It again looks great. Yeah, don't mess don't mess with Dave Filoni. And John
1: Favreau when they're when yeah. they're in the pocket, man, just just let them run wild, and we're gonna get more. I I hope we get more of what we saw in these first two episodes for the the latter these latter six because I'm I'm very pleased with what we saw today.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like they're they're tying off some plot threads from from Rebels and Clone Wars to a, to a much lesser extent. Um bringing in some elements from Mando, but more than that, kind of just tell them their own story. At least that's what I got from these first two episodes. Uh, um, I think one of the yeah. things that, that really bothered me about Mando season three is that every episode felt like a backdoor pilot for something else. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't want a, a bo and the Mandalorian show. I don't, I don't need it. Um, you know, maybe Rangers of the New Republic is still going to happen with the with those pilot guys. I guess whatever. I don't want any of that. Um, it just um, it just felt like that show was entirely designed to push other characters up. Where I felt like Mando really took a back seat in that. And I think one of the differences comparing and contrasting that with Ahsoka is like so Ahsoka herself is just kind of more like the centerpiece linchpin type of thing, but it doesn't feel like she's specifically in the backseat of her own story. Like say like the book of Boba Fett where, where the title character, in fact, I, it is interesting. Like they, they were like two for two on like the title character, just kind of taking a backseat to other things. And I hope as we get further down the stretch, that we see more of Ahsoka being um more of her and not just being like stoic and reacting to the plot around her. Um if if that legislation makes any no, sense. No,
1: and it, it does because I think I think these two episodes did well to put the pieces in place mm. for her to be the focus now. It's like they they spent some time Arranging the runes where they need to go, yeah, and and putting in you know her gearing up, mm-hmm. putting in people who she needs around her. We saw the characters that are in play, yeah. and now it's time to like okay, now we're we're off on the adventure for real. Like we've seen part of the rising action, and now we get to the rest of the rising action and the and the real climax of things, yeah, and then and then the resolution hopefully, which
0: should involve. A lot of her and Sabine, one would hope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I was I was pretty giddy when when Sabine shows up in the armor at the end. Yeah. Um, feeling good. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. And and I would say, I mean, again, like when you take characters from animation and put them into live action, like I I think I I I might get some get some flack for this, but I I think the design of the female Mandalorian helmets looks real dumb in live action. Bo-Katan looks real dumb in live action. Kind of
1: the, the more curvy, curvy eyes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and kind of more like a, uh, it's not as tapered at the bottom, and it's just very square, and it's, it's meant to evoke the animation model, whereas the animation style of Rebels was a little different so that, I mean, like, Sabine's helmet looks like it does from the show, but it also doesn't look dumb in live action. So <laughs> so I, I'm 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 very appreciative um, of that. And I I'm hoping that we at least get to see um, at least one alternate paint job on a on on her suit, because like that, that was one of my favorite things. And I I uh, so so I'm a toy collector and the thing that really kind of bummed me out is that we didn't get like multiple sabine figures with like different paint jobs because it's like it's right there and and you know to go off on a whole different tangent i felt like rebels was one of those shows that was designed to um sell toys that never existed mm. because like there's a bunch of different like stormtrooper variations and a bunch of like um uh troop carrier vehicles it's it's a very toyetic show for toys that don't exist, Mike, give it time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, so so that's kind of some of some of our um, hottest scorches takes. Well, I guess, I mean, uh, I know we're winding down, but I pretty I was, glowing
1: review though. Thus, what's that?
0: Pretty pretty well glowing review thus far. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, top marks. Yep. And and I haven't been this excited about Disney Star Wars in a while maybe since Mando season two, everything else has kind of felt like an obligation. Um, I mean, I liked Andor more than most. God, that's, that's, that's an excellent word for it. Cause like, you don't want to miss,
1: you don't want to miss the plot points. You don't want to miss the, the, not the water cooler talk, but like, you don't want to miss the finer points of star Wars because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's star Wars canon. Yeah. And like you, you want to know about it because it's neat. It's something that you love, and it's like you feel a little obligation to, yeah. to the to the the material itself to want to know about it. But at the end of the day, you also got to enjoy the knowing about it too. Yeah. <laughs> once you've once you're done with it.
0: So, for as glowing as our uh, take is here, was there anything that? Didn't sit right with you. I, I mean, you know, just just so that we could add a thorn to the rose or something like that. Anything that that um, because like for me, I I can't think of a dang thing that yeah, that I, I didn't like. I mean, it, it it was pretty much firing on all cylinders, and we were pretty much buzzing in that in that conference room as we were watching. Yeah,
1: I really, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again to even yeah. think of. Nothing comes to mind that I was I was really engaged the whole time, mm-hmm. which is a that's a great sign. Yeah. That's a great sign.
0: Well, and it was interesting, too, because, like, so you and I watched this in, a, in our conference room at work together, you know, the lights off and got, got it on the big screen TV and all that other stuff. You know, we would make, like, kind of, like, snide comments like Mystery Science Theater uh, occasionally, but not often. And there were wide swaths of both episodes where we were just stone silent just watching it. And that's, to me, that's a good sign of how engrossing... It is where, you know, I mean, again, I made a couple of smart mouth cracks, but like not a lot. And
1: most of them had to do with the with the subtitles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I- we were watching with subtitles on because that was how we started it out because we wanted to be, you know, sonically respectful of the people that maybe that may be around us at <laughs> first. And then we're not. We
0: were not successful. No, we were not.
1: <laughs> we, got, we got five minutes into it. and Then people were like, uh,
0: we're trying to work
1: here. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, it didn't help that the episode just starts with a bang and people just start getting like sabered through immediately. And it's just like, I mean, better then than like halfway through. Yeah. But but th- but that speaks to the pacing. Yep. It's just like it it knows how to hook you in. I mean, you get like this pretty cool action sequence right off the bat. And um, and then, yeah, I mean, again, it takes its time, but it doesn't uh, skimp on the thrills. Um, it doesn't
1: let you it doesn't let let the hook out until they've tagged your ear successfully
0: yeah yeah um you had a, a one one particular highlight for you that you had pointed out to me um so we we you and i are are uh, um, cat dads and cat lovers um when uh, when we're in Sabine's home um you see the the uh, reprise of the adorable loath cat from uh from from rebels which that that's a creature i'm very familiar with i mean like it was like you know like a a spiritual totem at one point for for ezra's uh, uh journey um as he was learning the force so so to see um to see cats continue and to be brought to life in in live action i thought was really really cool but um but yeah, there was there was a couple times where where he's he's cooing looking for the looking for the pellets there, and <laughs> I'm just looking over at my buddy Sean, and I'm just like, oh buddy, he's got it so bad for these guys. I love them, <laughs> I love
1: them so much. <laughs> they're little pellets,
0: yeah, and they're they're
1: little faces. I mean, how can you not love kitties? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for God's sake, she's a Jedi with a cat. She, <laughs> What more could I ask for?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, it, it it's interesting too because like, um, cause you you had said something to me, uh, something to the effect of like, move over, baby Yoda, or something like that. Like in terms of like, oh the, oh yeah, in terms of cuteness. Yeah, in terms of cuteness, and and I thought, and this is kind of the disconnect between like new viewers and like folks that are more familiar with with the material. I'm just like, what? It's a loath cat. It's like, oh. There, there are there are folks in the fandom that are encountering these for the first time, and um, to me that that speaks to how approachable this series is, to where you can you can skip five seasons of a of an animated series, and it it gives you everything you need to know what you go and it's like sure there's like some character beats and moments and stuff like that, but I would also say. That because of, like, the time jump and the time difference, there's a, like, I don't know anything about the dynamic between Ahsoka and Sabine. Like, um, in fact, it's funny, I need to go back and, and watch the end of Rebels because I don't, I don't remember Ezra passing her, uh, his lightsaber onto her. I don't, I don't remember that at all. Um, I'm Not saying it didn't happen, I'm just saying, it, so, like, when she's shown to be kind of a Jedi apprentice. That actually kind of surprised me. I was just like, oh, that's that's a direction we're going with that. Okay. No, nope, we missed it. Too far. <laughs> now we'll just sit here in darkness. <laughs> Beep, bop, boop. All right, that, that is funny, though, with the, the sensor there. Um, I guess I just... Close enough, but, um. But anyway, oh, throw a spike in there so I know where to edit. Um. So yeah. So so with all that being said, um. Any any closing thoughts before we before we get out of here with our our scorching hot take before our scorching hot takes cool down? Uh,
1: six days, twenty three hours, and what
0: fifty some minutes until Morosoka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that reminds me too. It's like what, what do you, what do you think of the perspective of putting uh, Disney putting it on the plus at like six p.m. Oh, I like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, I'm we, into that. Because we started watching like like I don't know maybe around six thirty. Because well, before something I'd like that.
1: have to wake up at goddamn five five in the morning so I could watch it, or you know stay up till midnight, right. which sometimes wasn't going to happen, or get up extra early so I could watch it and then, you know, possibly talk about it yeah. at, at work the day, you know, the next yeah. day, but uh, you know, everybody else's, I just wanted to get a jump on it and I'm glad that they have it at a reasonable time now.
0: Yeah. More, yeah. More like prime time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of makes it, it, it didn't, it was kind of nice to not have the anxiety of staying off the internet to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, it, yes, yes. It was kind of nice to just experience that at a a reasonable time, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yes, agreed. And 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 it can be something that can happen after dinner now for a family. Yeah. If need be. As opposed to hey everybody stay off the internet, don't don't get it spoiled. Right. Yeah, I
0: I think I think that's a good move on their part. Yeah, I really like that and and quite frankly, I hope that that's a model that continues. Yeah, know, re- for that. Regardless. I mean, you know, uh, do that with the Marvel stuff, too. Why not? Eh, just hold off on the Marvel stuff for a while. <laughs> well, I just mean from a release. <laughs> yeah, respect. yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, certainly uh, hold off on that. That that uh, um, that that soup is getting real thin. You added one too many cups of water to it. It's 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 really uh, thinned. But but that could be a different conversation for a uh, different day um sean thanks for enjoying this uh this journey with me this 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 was your idea you were you were just like hey man let's uh let, let's watch the ahsoka i was like yeah buddy
1: now we have now we have a better place to watch it too <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we can actually get the pizza that we talked about too oh that's right the and and gather more people because we can sit and not and not bother the others and
0: and just do it yeah i i like that yeah i like that I think I think that's something that we can uh, uh, pull off in the future, and um, and yeah, until uh, until next time, make good choices. Yeah, and may the force be, be with, with you. you. Yes. You know, I um, I I want you to know. I want to let you know that uh, that we did end up getting that pizza. Uh, the the following week, uh, for th- for the next episode, and I think if I remember correctly, we we did pizza at least one other time as well, but we watched almost every episode of Ahsoka together. Um, just after six p.m. every Tuesday night for those uh, seven weeks or so. I think we only missed one episode because there was a uh a, a movie premiere. Uh, that we went to, uh, that night. Um, and now uh, looking back, I, I am so damn grateful, uh, for that time that we had together. And I'm glad that he took the time, um, and asked me, and I'm glad that I took the time to join him and, uh, you know accepted uh the invita- invitation to uh, uh to watch for a lot of my life i've i've spent a lot of time being the quote unquote i got to get home guy uh but something i am trying to learn and teach myself is that it's okay to be flexible and to go with the flow and to uh, make time for your friends uh, because friendship is important and friendship as an adult is important. Um, you know, uh, uh, some of you might know, I, I'm also a fan of, uh, the Transformers and I, I'm reminded of a, a Hasbro Transformers adjacent property, um, that says, uh, uh, friendship is magic. And, uh, and, and I believe that with, um, With my heart. Um, Now, we had intended to do a follow-up episode uh, back in October, uh, back when Ahsoka wrapped up, when the show ended. But as with many things in life, um, we just never really found the time. Um, But I also think that a lot of the reason why we never went back to the studio uh, to record... Was quite honestly because we had some pretty thorough discussions um, about the episodes uh, that we had watched. Both while we were watching them, um, you know, we, we we would we would laugh and cheer and, uh, and 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 talk about what we were seeing or speculate about what was going to be happening. Um, we we would just keep talking about these episodes um, as well as after we had finished. Uh, the episode, and then the following day, and then before we watched the next episode the following week. Um, so, I, I, I would imagine, I would think that we were uh, we we were pretty talked out enough that we just didn't really feel the urge to go back into the studio and put something out very similar to uh, how we did at the beginning of um, or I'm sorry after after we had finished watching. Um, those, uh, uh, those first episodes there. Um, and, and with that, um, I think that's where I'm going to leave things for now. Um, but before I sign off, um, I, I have a request. Um, I implore you to please not take your relationships for granted, any relationships, especially friendship, friendships, um, adult friendships, especially, but um, parents, relatives, um, old friends, new friends, um, relatives, both, both distant and close. Please don't take those relationships for granted. Call people talk to people, hug them, love them, connect with the people who are important in your life because every time you watch someone leave, it might be the last time you see them. Now, instead of being dour about it, I prefer to take some of that infectious positivity that our friend Sean was known for uh, when he told me to have an amazing weekend on that last Friday, I saw him and, and he told me the la- the last thing he told me was, I'll see you real soon. So with that, I'll see you real soon and um, hug your animals. Take care.